Hello from Lisbon and welcome to this week's Walk and Talk. Mm -hmm. I've seen Neil's notes for the video today. It's very crazy stuff happening around the world. So can't wait for you to see. All right, we got loads to talk about today. We have got Spain. What on earth is going on in Spain? The media is not covering this. You've got to see what's happening there. 2024 US election, social media, police, um, David Cameron and his new deal. And then we've got all the Iceland stuff going on, all the earthquakes and everything else. It's absolute chaos over there. So we'll get into the first article today then. You probably haven't seen this because I didn't even see it until someone showed me what was going on. So a Spanish subscriber said, Neil, have you seen what's going on in Madrid? Tucker Carlson has just arrived to cover it all because it's not being covered by any media. And when I started looking into this, I thought, surely this is on the media. And I could only find a couple of articles. One was on the Financial Times. Um, so this is chaos, absolute chaos, these riots that are going on. And let me tell you what this is all over. This is all over. Pedro Sanchez has secured another term as Spain's prime minister even though he didn't win the election. Huh? How exactly is that? Did that happen? Well, what is being said is that even though he came second in the election, he somehow secured some votes from another region, which then he formed a new government. In fact, let me read it out exactly as it's being said then. He did a deal with a separatist party in exchange for giving amnesty to those involved in a failed secession. His opposition leader has accused Sanchez of stealing the <coughs> you-know-what. And the leader of the Vox party has threatened drastic actions against the coalition government, likening Sanchez to a dictator and warning of potential violent revolts while the conservative Popular Party plans to challenge the amnesty bills passage through legal and parliamentary means. Yeah, good luck with that. You think that's going to work going through the parliament? Uh, I don't. So it's absolute chaos. We're actually in Lisbon today, by the way, walking through these narrow little streets here. It's quite a beautiful place. Last week we were in Porto and the week before that, we were in, oh, Christian's found a friend. Who's your friend, Christian? And the week before Porto, we were in Faro on the southern coast. So we're uh, doing Portugal at the moment, and then we'll be over to Spain next week. So that is gonna be very interesting with all of this chaos going on there. So yeah, I don't see this going well at all for Spain. We've seen this before, we saw this if you think about after the end of World War I, 1918, and we saw that period leading up to WW2, it was absolute chaos um, during, during that period as well. So this is going to be very interesting to see what happens. And we've been talking about this for a long time, how we'd have a lot more political instability in all these different countries, especially, well, not even especially Europe, but in a lot of countries. So we're seeing that at the moment. And also in a recent survey of Spaniards, 65% voted to say they did not want the digital euro. So this has all come at exactly the same time. Okay, we're getting into uh, 
really busy area now then. So I guess the main two questions at the moment is, why isn't the media covering this story, which is really bizarre that it's not? And the second one is, why is the EU allowing this to happen? You've seen all these um, sort of requests for the EU to intervene, and at the moment they're not intervening. So it seems very strange. It's as if they actually are happy with this, I guess. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bizarre one. If you're in Spain and you're following this, let me know your thoughts on everything going on. So second one is social media platforms, disinformation plans. So it says here, as another US uh, election cycle gets underway, significant role of media platforms and tech companies in addressing election disinformation is increasingly in the spotlight. Microsoft is getting heavily involved. They're going to launch these initiatives to safeguard the US elections, the integrity of the elections, not just in the US, but globally. So this is interesting. So how they, are they going to do it? How are they going to protect you? Well, they're going to collect all of your personal data and pass it to the authorities if you post anything which could be misinformation leading up to the election. I mean, wow, this 2024 election is going to be so crazy. It's going to be absolute chaos. Oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of the street here. Let's get back. <laughs> I thought I could cross. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I've got the popcorn ready for the 2024 elections for sure. Absolutely getting my popcorn out. If you thought 2020 elections was crazy, just wait for 2024. It's going to be absolute chaos chaos so if i was glued to the screen for 2020 2024 is going to be absolute carnage whoa <clears throat> they do not slow down here you're just going to get knocked down you're going to get plowed down oh this is a nice street look at this street here all right christine wants to go down green street here i guess it's called green street because it's so green um, next one then is New York is now monitoring social media right now. So everyone's social media is being monitored in New York. So this is an interesting one and there's a lot of backlash around this. So they're saying that the reason for this is to prosecute anyone who is involved in hate speech against the Jewish community. However, the plan has received huge backlash by the Muslim community who says the monitoring is one-sided and does not monitor anti-Islamic hate speech against them. So there's a lot of controversy over this data collection, which is all being passed to the authorities at the moment. So let's go on to the next one then. This is David Cameron's relationship with China. So David Cameron is back in UK government, back in UK politics now. And his, this is where we knew there was going to be something. So there's all this stuff being uncovered now about what he's been up to the last few years. And one of these things is his relationship with China. So there was a, a $1 billion UK-China fund targeting investments around China's sovereign wealth fund. So this was all about strengthening ties between the UK and China. So they're saying then that this is a massive conflict of interest. No one knows exactly what the deal is, how much he's been paid for this. And now conveniently, he's back into power. And is this a conflict of interest? So these are the, these are the big questions that are being asked at the moment there. Well, 
we're in a really noisy area now. So one thing that did make me laugh then was Cameron going straight into his role. And you would think straight away, the first thing he would address was the most serious things that his role demanded. And, uh, you know, helping out the British people and stuff. But what actually happened, <laughs> what happened? He flew to see Zelensky and offered unwavering support, both militarily and financially. I mean, that is a strong, strong statement to say something like that. Yeah, drop in the comments what your thoughts are on all of that. What do you think is, is going on there? Go on, Gil, get us a scooter. Shortcut the walk down to the, down to the harbour here. Go on, get us a scooter. All right, we've made it down to what I thought was the beach, but it's not a beach. It's just the sea and some rocks. But, but anyway, let's move on. Talking of water, the sea. The next one is so crazy. So this is the environment secretary's wife controversy, shall we say. Oh, we got a, we got a boat coming in here. Looks like a ferry or something. Right, so remember we talked about the weird stuff around Steve Barkley, the, the politician that's just come in. I said, there's some really strange things going on about this, this role. Well, his, one of his jobs is to regulate water companies. Yes, regulate water companies. His wife is the senior executive at Anglian Water. Yes. I mean, you can't make this stuff up at the moment with all these things. Uh, Anglian Water is currently being investigated for sewage dumping issues. And if this happens, this could result in a 2.65 million pound fine. I wonder, I wonder if this will actually happen now that he is in that role. We'll see. But the next one then is Russian sanctions. There's just been a report out by the European Union. And I mean, they, I mean, this is a scathing press release, I think is the better word to describe it. So they've said, the EU has said, the reason why the Russian sanctions haven't worked is because, let me just get this, other countries friendly to Russia have been helping them to avoid the sanctions. And the main one is the $60 per barrel oil cap. Can't make this up, it's so, it's so wild. But they're saying that the EU said that they put this cap on how much Russia can sell their oil for. And all these other countries have helped to actually bypass this $60. I mean, it was trading as high as $81.52 just last month. So the United States has taken a firm stance against about 100 tankers who they suspect have been helping Russia to bypass the sanctions. So there we go. The EU is going to take an even firmer stance now and they're going to include potentially other countries in the sanctions. Honestly, I said it at the beginning, I'll say it, say it again. It was obvious that these sanctions were not going to work. And the last one then is Iceland, state of emergency. This is a crazy one, actually. But we'll do that in just a few minutes at our final location. Oh, wow. Look at that cruise ship. That's beautiful with the mist behind. Well, what we got going on here then? It looks like some art, beach rocks art. What the heck just, what, that? what just landed on me? <laughs> what is that? What just landed? Wow, quite the, uh, 
range here from this guy all the way through the spectrum. Ah, oh, here we go. I finally found the beach. This little stretch here. We finally found the sandy beach. All right, we're at the last destination now then. So we've got this cruise ship going by behind in the background. This is beautiful. If you get the chance to come to Portugal, I'd never been before. It is a beautiful place, definitely worth visiting. And if you're in Europe, you could just do a long weekend actually here in Portugal. And if I had a choice between Lisbon and Porto, I think I'd choose Porto personally. I think Lisbon's beautiful. A lot of rich culture and history here, but I would definitely choose Porto. That is my, one of my favorite places. I'm gonna to have to go back there for sure. But the last one then is all about Iceland. So I feel like a, an expert in earthquakes and volcanoes now after watching all these geniuses talk about earthquakes and volcanoes and you know how it all works. I must have watched about two or three hours of these, these guys. I mean, I can't explain it. I can't tell you all the stuff they said because it was way over my head. Let me, let me tell you that. But one thing that was quite interesting was this guy who's meant to be some world expert in earthquakes he was doing this really fiery live stream saying these earthquakes and volcanoes aren't from climate change they're from and then he talked about this cycle this historical cycle and these fracture lines and you know all this other stuff because i think it's like three or four thousand earthquakes now that have taken place in that region and he's saying that there's going to be a lot more yet He doesn't think there's going to be a massive eruption like the previous one, but he does think that we're going to see a lot more activity and uh, magna flows and all this. But it's pretty wild if you've seen any of these videos anyway coming out of Iceland. Just wild, wild what's going on there. So if you're in Iceland, I hope you are okay. I hope your family's okay. And apart from that, then we're going to be heading off to Madrid next, which is going to be very interesting with everything going on and uh, I will keep you updated as we go probably post the video on Monday or so next which is the day that we begin the Black Friday deal it's going to be crazy deal on courses so make sure to keep an eye out for that all right that's it for this week then take care god bless you guys and I'll see you next week bye see you next time